Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Or as they say in Germany, pow, pow, pow. Or no, because W's are pronounced V's in German, pov. so it's pov. Pov, 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 pov. Ich bin Andy Dawson. Pov, pov, pov. <laughs> Und ich bin Sam Niftein Delaney. So what? <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, it's the Keegan uh, Hamburg Odyssey, Kevin Keegan in Germany. It's the ITV documentary... Uh, Brian Moore meets Kevin Keegan, and it's back on the ITV Hub, Sam. I think ITV have been listening to these podcasts and realised what a demand there is for it to be viewed, so they put uh, it back on, on again uh, last Saturday morning. Listen, right, TV ratings, honestly, on channels like, like ITV4, you know, if we have just sent even a couple of thousand people who wouldn't usually have discovered this to them... Mm. Their drones, you know, their their gormless robot people sitting in the yeah. uh, data analysis department. Yeah. Their computer would have gone beep 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 beep, and they'd have got straight mm-hmm. on the phone and go, "Sir," they'd have got on the phone to Sir John ITV. Glass, <laughs> well, why are you disturbing my luncheon, sir? We have noticed some irregular data on ITV four. Oh, what's the meaning of this? The Kevin Keegan and Brian Moore documentary has been watched by more people than we expected. <laughs> what, five? <laughs> Good, stick it back on. Put it on again. Put it on the ITV hub. I love that hub. <laughs> the hub. Um, but of Feed course, it to the hub. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, slowly. Um, people, of course, might, may or may not know that this podcast, Top Flight Time Machine, was originally pitched to ITV for as a TV series. Yeah, they must Because we be were going to do a thing. Now. It was going to be like Gogglebox, where we watched all footage. And, uh, and I that. think that there's... I think Sky actually do something like that now with... Of course they probably do, with yeah. comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I think they do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, comedians, comedians. who love... Who Don't. love footy. yeah. Oh, the panel show I love footy, yeah. and they sit together and they just say hilarious banter at it's, old games. It's not just comedians; I think it's personalities who as love, well who, who love the personalities. Their footy. Yeah, like like Martin Kemp's son, 
r- rolling yeah, camp I like or something. him. Did you yeah, see him in right the jungle? Fair, but it turns out I've never like heard him on the radio. But I saw him in the jungle, and like I must admit, I was a bit like, ah, bet this bloke's a right wanker. He looks a bit pleased himself. No, don't judge a book by his cover. He was funny and nice and very polite, well mannered young man. And well, to be fair, they're good parents. Shirley yeah, and Martin. I was going to say if you've I mean, grown up with Martin Kemp as your dad, you I can't know. do. You can't You're go for be him. a good guy. Have you seen the new series? It's starting this week, uh, Friday. I think it is the Kemp's. Oh, really? Like the and Kardashians? It's, it's, well, kind of, yeah. You know, um, Reese Thomas, who uh, he does he does a thing called oh. A Year in the Life of a Year each Christmas Re- on BBC Two. Reese Thomas does Down the Line. And down the which, Line as well, which yeah. Which I don't know if you heard them doing their, like, they hadn't, it was about 10 years old Down the Line. It's one of my favourite yeah. shows. And they did a couple of lockdown specials, which weirdly they were removed from BBC Sounds after like a month or something, oh. or a few weeks. I right. don't know whether some of the... Because it was a lockdown phone-in, so he came yeah. back as the character Gary Bellamy, and he was doing a special lockdown. But it, it was funny, but it was like... It was very piss-takey of a lot of the uh, uh, mawkish kind of, you know, <laughs> contrived sensitivity that right. surrounds the language we've all been using in lockdown about, yeah. you know, all that stuff about our NHS heroes and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, stay, telling everyone to stay safe. And he really, <clears throat> yeah. really parodied it, parodied it in a really brilliant way. Oh, man. But I can those. imagine there might be complaints. So it got taken out. But anyway, if you can find it, do, because it was fucking funny. And Reese yeah. Thomas is a really fucking well, funny bloke. Uh, Reese Thomas also directed the Brian Pern series. Simon Deer did on BBC oh, 4 yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant as well yeah. so spoof- is that where he's like a sort of a German <clears throat> music producer he's, he's Peter Gabriel basically oh, right. <laughs> it mirrors Peter Gabriel's life and career yeah yeah. Um, but uh, Reese Thomas has directed this thing and it's got Martin and Gary Kemp and it's, it's a spoof documentary about their lives oh really so it's got oh, them playing themselves but you know spoof style and that starts that's this funny week. because I've got someone recommended to me um, and a music in, a music industry insider hmm. were, uh, was telling me, and I was, you know, we were having a discussion. I was saying, I, I, you? Re- I have friends who are music I, industry oh, insiders, really big. In fact, you know who this guy is? What an insider he is! Oh, he is used it? to manage Thin Lizzy. <gasps> yeah, do you know what? He'd be a great gentleman of honour because he managed Thin Lizzy. He also, I think, managed Ultra human Box. of honour, Sam. Yeah, Not yeah, sorry. Gentleman. He was also we'll the get manager a woman of on eventually. He was manager of Ultravox as well. Get right? him on. Get him on. And and he is Deal. and one of his best mates is Gary Kemp. And he I was talking to him about the Elton John books. It was around the time when we were obsessed with the Elton John book. Mm. And I and he said, Yeah, it's great. And I said, What other ones do you think are great? Because I said I thought the Phil Collins one, which I don't think you've read yet, but is amazing. Mm. It's got my favourite chapter in any book of all time, which I've mentioned lots of times, which is his live aid chapter. Yeah. Uh and he said Gary Kemp's get it so I've, he sent it to me he sent me a hard copy in the post I've still got it here I've been flicking through right. but I've always thought that Gary Kemp unlike Martin Kemp take t- t- took himself slightly seriously but I might be yeah, wrong yeah. about that if he's done this documentary no it's uh, from the clips I've seen of it it's going to be very very good so what channel is it on uh, BBC 2 I think I think it's Friday I'd have to check that Brilliant. But uh, absolutely, fucking, you, know, it, you know, this isn't gospel information. You can fucking Google it yourselves if you really want to watch it. 
have a look on your EPG. Right, and I was only telling. asking. No, I don't mean asking. you. I mean oh. listeners. I mean you, you know. Right. I'll say it's Friday, and then you'll get someone going. Oh, I think you're Friday. Actually, it was actually Thursday at nine thirty. Yeah, there's been a lot of Lampard Friday, in and now. I missed it. Well, there was We've a, Lampard a lot of yesterday on Twitter who said that on the Tune Machine episode you'd said you were talking about like Madonna's a prayer like a virgin instead of like virgin. I must say, I did feel when he pointed that out. If that's true, I oh. do feel a bit embarrassed by that. Uh, hang on, stop you there. I fucking went and played it back and you didn't mention Like a Prayer once. You said Like a Virgin about four times. What an absolute fucking Lampard cunt. It's all right, I told him. I told him on Twitter. And what did he say? I don't think he said anything. I think he was... He's gone to ground. He's humiliated. deleted his account. Yeah, yeah. And fucking right. rightly so. And he, no and apology. He can... Listen, mate. No apology. You, it's not often that things get to me, but I was walking along last night in the street and I looked at my Twitter and I saw that and I thought... Right, if that's true, I've made a right cunt out of myself because mm. actually that is a real schoolboy error and of course I know Like a Virgin and, and Like a Prayer mm. were like years apart. They're completely different Madonna eras, right? It's a really <clears throat> embarrassing mistake to make. And he, he got really like that. He goes, actually, Like a Prayer was released in 1989, mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. later. And I thought, and he went, but don't worry. And he was trying to be honest. He said, but don't worry. Madonna often, you know, was a coming of age experience that, that dazzled all of our minds. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe what blinded you. And I yeah. thought, fucking hell. It actually got to me. I thought, I feel a bit stupid for that. And I just, I just believed it. He, thank God you fucking dug a bit deeper oh, and got oh, on yeah. the microfiche. I knew he was wrong. This bloke is, we, listen, mate, if you're listening... Cancel your subscription. We don't want your no, money. If you haven't already. Cancel your Twitter. Delete your withdraw podcast from public. Withdraw from public life. And actually, you should do a Reggie Perrin and just yeah. disappear like out of your family's life, out of everything. Go to a great local graveyard. Yeah. Adopt the ni- name and identity of a child that, that di- <laughs> uh, died in childbirth <laughs> uh, in the Victorian times. Ebenezer right? Montgomery. Yes, right. I mean, I'm doing you a favour because you might avoid yeah. a lot of tax this way as well. True, right? yeah. It's and d- just about. disappear because you have made an enemy of me. And mm. anyone tell you I'm a nice man, but if you make an enemy of me, then I will. I never forget like an elephant. Mm. And you've tried to make a cunt out of me publicly, mm. and you've you've made up lies. You've disgraced yourself. Adopt the. Uh, Completely delete your own identity, replace it with that of a dead Victorian child, and mm. then we can, you know, then I, I will agree to leave you alone. Yeah, I mean, I replied to him 14 hours ago, and I says, no, no, he didn't, you fucking idiot, go and listen to it again. And there's been silence. Classic. 14 hours of silence from him. So, coward. Uh, yeah. Coward. Absolutely. Practising coward. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to encourage, like, a Twitter pylon or anything. Because that no, kind of thing's really bad, um, no. and I, I, I'm also, I'm not going to name him, and I, I don't want the listeners to find the tweet. No, and, definitely and, not. And, and pile onto him, dog pile. I think they call it. Don't do that. Don't it's dog pile fair. him. We've dealt he, with it here he, and now. It, we've dealt with it. We've uh, we've given him a very fair like option to get out of this and make amends. So yeah. I'm sure he'll accept that. Yeah, we hope so. Now, before right. we get on to talking about <clears throat> Kevin Keegan, there's a quick thing that I would usually say for a Friday episode, when, which is very much a sort of any other business, but I always forget then. Um, so I just need to quickly ask you about your take on jugglers and juggling. Pooh, I've never given them a great deal of thought, to be honest. 
Um, not, I'm, I'm not impressed. Stupid, aren't they? It's like magicians. Whenever I watch mm. a magician, I just think, well, we know you're not doing actual magic. You've worked out a way of doing this to make it uh, to make it look That's the like sort you've thing done something magic. My dad would say, "That's um, like my so, dad watching you know, a film." You I'm go, not fucking yeah, impressed. I don't go. This is ridiculous. You're watching Superman in 1980, and I'm going, "Oh, dad, this is fucking brilliant." He's going, "Well, it's not really because obviously he's not really flying. They've yeah. done this. He's on wires." <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> We're watching Star Wars. You go. There's no way they could operate in space like that. There's no gravity in space. They'd be floating all over the place, right? But with Jugglers, the reason it came to my head was I saw Stray Man, original Stray Man. All right, yeah. Uh, and notice, by the way, everyone's Stray now, which is really great, isn't it? Like, um, yeah. we were on... Um, we're all Stray, are we? Well, I went out with my mates last night and were like, I was. I had a Heineken Zero, but we just sat on a bench in or on a selection of benches on the green, ah, drinking from cans. Not real straight. It's four straight. Four straight. Yeah. It's straight play. I believe they call it straight play. You know what? Yeah. It's very entitled middle class stray in that. Yeah, it is. Do you know what I mean? No it's like tourist at the end of yeah, the evening to your yeah. warm house, pretending to be straight. <laughs> it's tourism. It's stray tourism is what, what it is. It's stray play, yeah. Yeah, stray play. Well, anyway, we were stray playing last night. <laughs> and then, But also, on the other night, I was with uh, original stray man, and he told me that he once lived with a flatmate who was a juggler. Can I, and he can said, I, can I just was, say, when we eventually do our, our festival, we're going to have a stray play corner. <laughs> yeah. can play 10 quid to be stray for half an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's like a stray workshop. <laughs> yeah. Carry um, on. <laughs> Sorry. And... Yeah, he lived with a juggler and he said living with a juggler is an absolute mm-hmm. nightmare. And he said because jugglers are so eternally impressed with themselves that they can juggle. Uh. And they just think that's it. They think once they've learned to juggle, that's it. That defines them. And they, they're convinced that everyone is constantly impressed by the fact that, let's be honest, they can throw some things at the same time in the mm. air and catch them. He's throwing and catching, mm. right? Uh, but they're delighted. He goes, I said, well, what do you mean? He goes... Well, like he'd follow me around the house juggling all the time. So we'd just be having a chat about, you know, the gas bill and who's going to yeah. sort that out or whatever. And while we were talking about, I'd be going around getting ready for work and he'd just be casually juggling behind me, following yeah, me from one room to the other. Under the guise of it being practice. Right. But really. Just like, to, just like. He drops something from, there. Not, ju- not just, um, not just like practice, but. Like thinking, this is probably thinking this is great for them because they get to see juggling for free mm. all the time. Usually you'd have to pay for this. No, you don't. Yeah. It's telling that no juggler has ever been able to sell tickets to a juggling show, right? Jugglers only own. operate at best yeah. as buskers. So payment yeah. is optional, right? Um, anyway, I don't think I've ever seen a juggling busker. I have. Covent Garden have them sometimes. And uh. sometimes they're always on unicycles. <sighs> Right, unicycles is another annoying thing. Well, exactly, yeah. Unicycles, unicyclists are delighted with themselves, aren't they? I'll, I'll just right, read through my copy of Getting the Sea because I think unicyclists are in there. Look at me, riding around on one wheel. Yeah. Mate, get a fucking Fuck job. Right, and anyway, he said that what really, he said the funniest thing that happened with this juggler who he lived with was that one night they were getting ready to go out or something, it was New Year's Eve, and his sister was there and she actually hated this juggler for obvious reasons right <laughs> and but despite him she'd been saying for ages i'm gonna fucking say something to him about this juggling it's driving me mad who does he think he is it's so irritating right 
but she did a, the best power play I've heard of in ages. Rather yeah. than have a right go at him, she had secretly, in a period of, in a space of about less than a week, had taught herself to juggle. And so they're all sitting around <laughs> and she casually picked up some fruit. And while they were sitting there, she just casually started juggling it. And his ah. face, he went, what are you doing? And she went, what do you mean? He went, you're juggling. And she went, yeah. And he went, but I'm the juggler. <laughs> <laughs> and she was really casual. Yes. I was like, I don't really think of myself as a juggler. I mean, I can juggle, but, you know, who can't? I'm not a juggler. <laughs> and he's fucking I do. fuming. <laughs> so, anyway, bit of advice there. Could have stuck this in life logistics. If, you, if you've got a juggler in your life, you know, and some people out there are unfortunate <clears throat> to have jugglers in their lives and you don't know what to do, that is the best way of dealing with the juggler. Just teach your juggler on YouTube. It'll take you a day. That's, um, that's a Seinfeld episode there, I think. But I'm the juggler. <laughs> That's the same catchphrase, isn't it? <laughs> Just quickly, the before, before we move on, getting back to magicians, uh, my good friend on Twitter, Harry Flowers, who is mm. a fountain of knowledge uh, and wisdom, who lives in Australia, he, he always refers to magicians as hand liars. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what you can't beat, and I saw one in Isle of Wight once a few summers ago, is a terrible magician. Like, yeah. but not as a joke, like Tommy Cooper did it. Just, yeah, like just someone, he took himself very seriously and he kept bad. getting things wrong. And he snapped, at, uh, he got someone up from the audience and he was doing the old, you know, lie on a table, I'm going to cover you in a blanket and then pretend that I fucking chopped you in half or something, yeah. right? And he, but he was so disorganized, right? And he was sweating and you could see him almost shaking. It might have been his first ever show. And he'd been making mistakes all the way through. And then she got up there and she didn't do exactly what he said. Like, he right. said, right, lie there. Put the blanket over yourself. Right. Now lay very still. And then he turned his back for one second and she <laughs> sort of moved and went to sit up a bit. And that was obviously going to fuck the illusion. So he turned around <laughs> and went, don't move! <laughs> <laughs> and I was watching, it was an outdoor thing in this part, Robin Hill in, um, in Isle of Wight. In a sort of an outdoor amphitheatre type setup, and my kids were like, "Why is the man angry?" Oh. <laughs> that was entertaining. That was good. Yeah, for you anyway. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. By the way, Andy, have you seen what I've got in my hands? Stress I have balls. Of juggling I... balls. Yeah, they are like juggling balls. They're um, stress balls that stress I balls. bought off of Amazon. They arrived yesterday to stop me rattling. So the days uh, of what's Delaney tapping and rattling are gone. Yeah. It was fun while it lasted. Do you want to give them a little squeeze right up next to the microphone so we can all hear them? Can you hear that? Probably not. I can't I got hear a si- I got special silent ones. I can't hear a thing. It's wonderful. They come in a set of three various firmnesses. I'm yeah. currently doing soft and medium. The hard one's just a joke. You might as well just squeeze a fucking rock. Uh, and I forgot to ask, did you turn your headphone volume down before we started as well? Yeah. Always. Oh, that's good. That's good. Jalapeño. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
Jalapeño. Shall we crack on with some uh, Kevin, Kevin Keegan? Keegan? Yeah. We were at the point where uh, Kev's manager, Harry, turns up. He, this Harry, is his business manager. This is his business manager. Yeah, not his football manager, sorry. And Harry has got a, a very big moustache, but he's got one of those ones that goes right across the face and is connected to his sideburns. I think it's a bit like what Andy Carroll's got at the minute. Mutton chops. Oh, yeah, like Jeff from Biker Grove. Jeff from Biker Grove, yeah. I think Jimmy Edwards, the old comedian, he had them as well. Yeah. I've, I uh, think, I've got to say, he's getting a lot of stick, but I think Andy Carroll looks great. Oh, it's bald, yeah. And yeah. I've always thought Andy Carroll is really handsome. I've always oh, thought good that. Oh, good-looking fella, yeah. He's totally. really good-looking. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I love him too. I, You know, he divided opinion a little bit at West Ham, but I absolutely, I think he's a top bloke, right? And could have been a great footballer if it wasn't for his injury problems. Mm-hmm. And I just like him more now because he's coming. He's like, fuck this. He's living out loud. That's what yeah, he's doing he with those mutton chops. Yeah. And I salute him for it. He's got one face and he's using it. Using Isn't it, he? he's like these are very much. In case anyone had forgotten how handsome he was, he's basically grown some arrows that point at his handsome <laughs> face. So he's like walking around, going, "Look at this, dickheads! Drink it in. Look at the bone structure. Unbelievable." <laughs> and I think he's been given a one-year contract extension at Newcastle just because of his handsomeness. Well, and his I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they need all the help they can get. There's Steve Bruce. There's the Premier League's ugliest manager, which I'm sure he'd admit himself oh, not being cruel. Yeah. Yeah. And so he'd probably say, look, lads, um, you know, we've got a huge handsomeness deficit here. Mm-hmm. I'm putting us in the red just with my face alone. And a lad like you is going to really be a huge benefit, especially now you've grown these <laughs> mutton chops. So I'm going to extend your contract by a year. <laughs> Thanks, Gaffer. Now, just you make sure you stay handsome, though. Yeah, <laughs> stay off the pies and that, and remember to moisturise every night. So Harry turns up with his big mutton chops, uh, mm. uh, no beard, uh, and he's got he's got with him a big bag of shit that he wants Kev to go and look through and possibly yeah. endorse. Look through this shit. Uh, yeah, this is the latest shit for you to endorse, Kevin. And he gets a it's a it's a mock England shirt, but it's a pajama top. Yeah. Uh, so it looks it looks a bit like it looks enough like an England shirt to be recognised as an England shirt, but without encro- in, encroaching on any England copyright. Yeah. Uh, as held by Admiral, I think it was at the time. Uh, and it's got where the, where the badge is. It's got European Player of the Year written on it, and it's got Kev's face and the, that distinctive autograph. Um, I got Kevin. I remembered I got Kevin Keegan's autograph in about 1983 when he was playing at Newcastle because my dad's mate met him at some business thing and got his autograph for us. And Even though I was a think? Sunderland fan, it was Kevin Keegan. Do you know what I mean? It's so all right. I had the autograph. It's that. It's that memorable autograph with the, the slanted keys at the beginning That's of each classic. Word. Yeah, really classic stuff. So it's on. It's on the pajama top. And as uh, as Harry points out, <clears throat> they've missed out the year where it says European Player of the Year because it doesn't date it. So yes. we could still we could still be knocking these out in markets. In three or four years' time. I'm I'm very <clears throat> impressed by, although, you know, I suppose you could say that was commercially cynical. I'd say it's commercially shrewd. But I'm really impressed by the way that they take the time and care to really examine every single product that he puts yeah. his name to. Like, they yeah. really examine it, don't they? Isn't there a pair of slippers or, or shoes well, and he's kind of bending them and stuff? There's some red slippers. They look like Adidas trainers, but they've only got two stripes instead of three. Oh, so and he's again, like, yeah, I like that. That's good. There's no infringement of the copyright. 
That's good. We don't infringe the copyright. Now, there's and are they comfortable, Harry? I mean, they're too small for me to fit my feet into. Could we get a child to try them? Could we get a a trustworthy child that we can get to uh, sample them for us? For can we get a child who'll sign an undisclosure agreement for us and you know not say that he's he's tried them because children are very chatty. They talk about this kind of thing in the playground, don't they? I, I tell I tell you, Harry. Right, the playground is the fastest place to spread a rumour, right? And you've got to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to keep the playgrounds clamped down if you can. <laughs> so always get them to sign an NDA. Yeah, the, uh, you're, like, you're right. Yeah, Kev does like some kind of stress test on them. He's like yeah, bending he starts, them and twisting He really them. wants to test out the quality of everything, which is funny, but it's also really admirable, I think, because he was one of the first footballers to have these opportunities. Now they all have them, don't they? But yeah. he, he was quite unique, and so he took it bloody seriously. Of course he did, yeah. That's, that's the difference, isn't it? That's what makes the difference between a winner and a loser. And then um, Harry, Harry says... Uh, Someday you haven't forgotten. We're going to Nantes, <laughs> so he's oh, off. Yeah. He's off on a day trip to Nantes uh, in a private jet. Yeah, I'm sure that we mentioned in the last. Get episode. the private jet, Harry. <clears throat> Fire up the private jet, Harry. We're off to Nantes for the day. So then we see the pair of them on the jet. Kev's got his aviator shades on. He's got yeah. his uh, his open neck wide collar shirt. He's got a nice neck chain around his neck. This is about 10 minutes after he said that he hasn't let money or fame go to his head <laughs> yes. and that him and Gene live a very simple life that yeah, is unaffected yeah. by money. Then, like, literally 10 yeah. minutes later, he is dressed up like, fuck it, like a pimp, yeah. right? Flying on a <laughs> private jet from Frankfurt, from Hamburg to Nantes yeah. to check out What's his own says, football like, boot factory. He says, if you saw me and Gene in the street, you wouldn't think we're millionaires. Well, if, you, if you saw me on my private jet, then you'd know. Then you'd then see. You'd fucking, then you'd think I was a lot more than a millionaire, you dickhead. <laughs> um, so is it, it, it's on the plane when Harry asks him about the appearance with Thatcher, doesn't he? What's what comes next, yeah. Sit, yeah. I mean, Kev's sipping something. I don't know, maybe dandelion and burdock or something. I'm sure it's not alcoholic. But, um, yeah, Harry says, uh, I turned down an offer from Mrs. Thatcher, by the way. I got a phone call. She's attending a European rally in Birmingham on the 2nd. I said, no way, you've got a game that day. And Kev, you know, he's, he's not having any of it. He says, uh, if, it, if it was Jim Callaghan, oh, okay. If I mm. went there with, with Margaret Thatcher, my old dad would kill me if, if he was here. <laughs> now, yeah. And who knows what enough. his ghost might do. I'm very I'm very conscious of his ghost being his capable of all sorts of... He, you know, he could have, you know, ghost spirits. <clears throat> they have all sorts of powers, don't they? Yeah. And he, he, he gets a bit more in depth of politics and stuff he says I can remember my dad having the chance of the chance of £25 to use our front room as a polling place for the Conservatives and we didn't have any money and he wouldn't take it and I'm certainly not mm. well he's made a stand there but as one of the listeners pointed out on Twitter last week I haven't got the tweet to hand I can't remember who it was uh, remember that picture when Kevin Keegan and Emlyn Hughes were kissing Margaret Both Thatcher kissing her yeah. yeah but you know listen I think that's Lampardy to hold shit like that against people because you know he's the captain of England she's the yeah. prime minister right mm. obviously it's not ideal and I wouldn't be at all surprised if he'd done it and then felt you know like oh shit I shouldn't have done that because these things when you're a celebrity I think these things people are constantly asking you to do <clears> shit <throat> and you're constantly walking that fine line between wanting to be accommodating yeah because people are so quick with celebs to mark them down as a prima donna people want to mark them down as prima donnas they meet them and they're looking for a little tidbit you might have a five minute encounter with someone famous and the majority of people 
normals, right, will... Um, I was going to say like us, but we're kind of straddling, you, straddling the line a little bit these days, well, aren't we? They, they, you look for, and I hear it all the time, people look for little details about the fleet in time that they met someone, and then they use that forever and ever to tell people yeah. anecdotes as if they have some meaningful insight to that person's personality. Yeah, one but they've had example. a five-minute encounter with them. I hear mm. people do this all the time. Like my dad, oh, God, people who make commercials, like my dad used to make commercials, and like so occasionally you have someone in your advert, and, you know, your interaction when you make an advert with someone is, I mean, it's a completely commercial transaction. They, they don't is. want to be there. They're doing that to get their money and get out <clears> as quick <throat> as they can. But you wouldn't believe the amount of shit my dad Well, the thing about him is, and he'll tell you a story that is like, you know, I offered him a drink and it was, he said no, but it was the way he said no. You could tell <laughs> that he thought that, you know, our drinks were not good enough for him or something like that. And people do, yeah. and then, then it grows and grows and grows from there. If you're Kevin Keegan, you're involved in those situations every day. It must drive you mad. You've been told by Ron Greenwood or whoever the England manager is, listen, the whole England squad are committed to doing a, an appearance at 10 Downing Street for a mm. campaign. Keegan thought, well, I'm not, I'm the captain. I'm, if I say, no, I'm not turning up, it becomes a big story. <coughs> so I'll turn yeah. up. Then the photographer's standing there giving it, right, do this, do that. And you're like, ha, ah. And then they suddenly go, can you both kiss her on the cheek? And Evelyn yeah. Hughes, probably a Tory. I don't, I don't know that for sure. <laughs> I've just got a feeling, right? Yeah. But I'm not sure. Yeah. Right, he's also, gone. Also, Emily Hughes was always very eager to please, wasn't he? Yeah, he's gone, hee hee, all right. I've got one eye on taking over as a question of sport team captain once I retire, and this is exactly the sort of thing that's going to put me at the forefront of television producers' minds. Uh, right. And Keegan's thought, do you know what? If I suddenly say, in front of all these people and all these journalists, no, I won't, no, because actually I'm a socialist it. and my dad was a minor. I'm not doing it, because I'll get, I'll get a bollocking off me, me dad's ghost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he goes, Do you know what? Fuck it, it's the Prime Minister, it's a laugh, I'll kiss her cheek. Keegan and then like, you know, forty years later he's, snub he, shock. Exactly. And forty years later he's being lamparded by people going, I'll never forgive him for kissing yeah. Margaret Thatcher on the cheek. And you think, Fuck off. You know, <clears throat> at least you know, he didn't vote Tory. Yeah. I suppose there's a difference, yeah, because this is the this is the campaign, this is seventy nine. It's the mm. Prime Minister the general election campaign. It's not yeah. like she was in power and she wanted him to do a thing. Exactly. So when you're Prime Minister, so, yeah. I think it's a bit different because you're a head of state. It's like that time yeah. I met David Cameron um, in the <laughs> foyer at the BBC. And, you know, I tried to sort of show him a bit of attitude. But at the same time, I was sort of thinking, I'm just studious talking to the Prime Minister. And mm. do you know what? I had, um, I think I suddenly became overcome by a sense by by a sort of you know cap doffin oh, reverence yes sir yeah, yeah. yes so nurse no sir because oh, he came God. i was with someone and she obviously knew him right she was a mm. political journalist she knew him and he walked through the foyer not many security with him just a couple of like bag carriers and she shouted hello prime minister right or respectful mm. and he turned around and went, oh hello and he came over like which i was really surprised by and there was a lot of press outside the glass-fronted foyer of, like, New Broadcasting House. And they were all taking photos to the window. And I'm the only other person in the foyer. I'm standing with her. So she introduced me to him. I had a broken wrist, right? Because I'd <laughs> fucking fallen down the escalator at Camden Town Tube Station, pissed up on Saki. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how, how did you get that, uh, that broken wrist? Exactly. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Yeah, good question. Glad you asked. 
Uh, Got a question, Doc. She said, this is Sam. And I said, hello. I don't mean I said hello, Prime Minister, because that would have been really embarrassing. But, you know, at the time, I was probably a bit more political on Twitter than I am these days. I tried Mm. to stay out of stuff as much as possible. But I was probably writing all sorts of ludicrous invective about him right <laughs> but when he comes over I'm like this oh, hello how's it going right and he went hello nice to meet you and he shook my because of course these politicians they're so fucking charming as well right yeah most of them and he shook my hand and obviously it was in a cast he went oh dear how did you do that and I said <laughs> fell down an escalator didn't I right and he went oh well that's a shame and then he went well I hope they looked after you well I went and this is me thinking I was being political. I went, yeah, I bloody did. The NHS do an incredible job. <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked back at me and went, yes, they do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what, what, what do you think I'm going to say? No, they don't. They're bunch of cunts. Don't. Fuck that. You fucking watch me. Fuck that. Yeah. You won't be getting that fixed for free for much longer, dickhead. <laughs> So you better either stop slipping down fucking escalators when you're pissed up on Saki, right? Or get yourself some health insurance. Probably. He just went, yeah, of course they do. Like what that. are the wise there for you? And I'm like, oh, fucking hell. All them photographers are pointing photos through the window, taking snaps of me fucking cow-towing to David I don't Cameron. Like this. I don't like the I pra- pressure. I, I practically curtsied to the cunt. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fun. What I'm saying is... I feel, Keegan, because it's funny what you can do when you're in the presence of power. Yeah, it changes you, yeah. <laughs> it does, yeah. Get I, I hate to you... think how I'd react if I saw David, uh, Boris Johnson. And he went, oh, Get hello, up. Sam Delaney. Yes, I'm, I'm, I've heard all about your podcast. Very <laughs> funny. Me and Dom listen to it quite a lot, actually. I'll be like, oh, really? Do you want to come on our Humans of Honour? <laughs> <laughs> It'll only take four five minutes. We can do it on click feed. You just need a phone. No, you need to plug your headphones into your phone and you click through. We had a bit of trouble with Mick Talbot, but it was all right in the end. Well, yeah, I'm sure I'll be able to spare some time to do that. What will you be asking me about? I don't know, jugglers, that digging. <laughs> Ghosts? Uh, is your dad oh. a ghost? Um, no, I've seen him, he's alive, isn't he? At least he looks alive. Maybe he's been a ghost all along. Yeah, I bet you got some good ghosts in down in street, haven't you? <laughs> Is that just yeah. ghost in there with you? I'll put in an official request, see if he'll do it. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to. Do it. I'm going to put in, a, a, on headed top flight time machine, headed yeah. paper, which we do have. It. I'm going to um, send a, a letter and then what I'll do is, we'll, I'll just, they'll probably get back to me at some point, and I'll just, you know, and it'll, pro- it'll probably be a no, but we'll see. Either way, it'll be content. Exactly. That's I'll what send it about, today. Yeah. I'll send it today. I've got, I've got the contact details for the head of press there. I'll just that's, email it off. That's our company mission statement, isn't it? Everything is content. <laughs> yeah, I might write that at the top of our letterhead <laughs> in really elaborate sort of script font. TFTM Industries Limited. Everything is content. Everything is content. <laughs> Dear Prime Minister, <laughs> it's nifty, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and then when he when he writes back and says he can't do it, I'll send another letter back saying, ah, I did what you want anyway. Will you just give us some free content? Thanks very much. Yeah. Take jokes the FN con. J- jokes, jokes on you, dickhead. <laughs> In the interest of fairness, I'll give. I'll send the same letter to Keir Starmer 
and yeah, whoever is balance. this week's leader of the Liberal Democrats, I don't know. <laughs> and UKIP. Have they got Bob one at the Ca- minute? Bob, Bob Carroll G's. <laughs> New Lib Dem leader. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll tell you what, we'll leave it there because we were just about to get uh, Harry and Kev on the plane talking about uh, the rest of Kev's itinerary on the way to Nantes. It's quite lengthy. Um, <laughs> we're, we're nearly halfway through this thing now. Bloody we great documentary. It's well worth, for a it's well worth the dive going this deep, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's on ITV Hub. If you listen to this at a time when it's not on ITV Hub, uh, it's on the Daily Motion website, which is like the kind of dark net version of YouTube where stuff doesn't get deleted quite as easily. So uh, some bright sparks put it on there. Uh, that's about it for us for today. We'll be back with more of this shit uh, within hours. Yeah, uh, really soon. So just keep yeah, an eye on all of it. We, we can't fucking stop or be stopped. Uh, <laughs> TTFN. Everything is content. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.